The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Our resident GP, Dr. Eleanor Galvin, is with us. Eleanor, how are you? Good, thank you. We have, as always, buckets. We've um, actually several relating to uh, menopause, and I'll try to get to them in one tick. The the first one, though, um, how do I know if I am clinically obese? What's the definition? And I have heard something about a new drug that can help you lose weight. How close is that? Uh, you're clinically obese if your body mass index is over 30. That is what is considered clinically obese now. So normal is less than 25. Uh, between 25 and 30 is overweight. And then over 30 is obese. And there are a lot of people who fit in that category, I assume. We have the second highest rate of obesity in Europe and 26% of our adults have a BMI of over 30. So one in four Irish adults is technically ob- obese. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a new drug and it is here already and it has been in use. There's actually been kind of um, a lot of talk about it recently. It's called um, Liraglutide or Saxenda. And then the government started this reimbursement programme for it. So if you are have a BMI of over 35, which is a little bit further into, you can potentially get it for free from the government with about a million hoops to jump through. And not everybody will actually... Um, fit, but it's incredibly successful. Is it an appetite suppressant or does it change the, um, the metabolic absorption? It or makes what? you feel more full and it changes how you sense satiety. Um, works in the pancreas and the brain uh, and the stomach and it is, um, like most people lose two, three stone in it. Wow. So you lose about 5% of your body mass in the first 12 weeks. It's a daily injection though and it is expensive if you don't fit into the category although that said I'd say people save it on their amount of shopping Well this is it um, and also on in terms of term. lifestyle health yeah. all the rest of it in yeah. terms of investment if you can so drop that three stone that's looking huge Looking at weight not as um, a kind of a lifestyle choice people make because a lot of people work really hard um, but as more a medical condition that needs proper help the same as maybe people told people who were depressed before to cheer up and go for a walk now we give them tablets which, Yeah I remember reading a know, thing that said that if you have been more significantly obese for an extended period of time even if you lose the weight your calorie requirement to stay at the same weight of somebody who has never been obese you effectively have to be constantly dieting You're And it's a kind of set point theory that you'll always return to where you were um, so it, it, it is hugely it's a marvellous part of uh, work to give it to people and to have them come in in such better form, physically so much better. Um, but the reimbursement of it is a problem because you have to be pre-diabetic. So sometimes you would have people who are morbidly, morbidly obese that haven't yet got a complication. They're about to, but they don't get reimbursed. But they can pay for it. Uh, so 250 euros a month for a daily injection. 250 a month? Yeah. Oh, there's not going to be many who would be able no, to afford that. No, that's probably why the HSE has made such a uh, such a song and a dance about reimbursing it um, because the floodgates will open. Um, but it's the, it's the HSE will be bearing the cost down the track if the people who get it's the kind complications of a that come with it. It should just be weight, not weight and are you yet diabetic? Um, I mentioned the one on menopause. I'm 54, I'm battling menopause, feeling awful, tiredness, bad form, hot flushes. There's breast cancer in my family on my father's side. Am I safe to take HRT? More than likely, yes. Um, so there's breast cancer in an awful lot of families because breast cancer is, is quite um, common. Um, but it, it depends on whether it's a first degree relative. And even then, is your life so miserable now that you need HRT? Will you take the tiny, the tiny uh, increase in risk of HRT to live a normal life? Probably the answer to that is yes for most people. Well, particularly if that's the description, tiredness, yeah. bad form, hot flushes, yeah. all of that. And that's get a, a mammogram, you have day. your breast exams. Um, but the, it's the, the link to 
breast cancer isn't as big as it was thought to be. Uh, one of the, I, I assume from a GP's perspective, one of the most annoying possible questions, I'm dealing with a bout of chronic pain, but should I avoid going to A&E? Chronic pain has to be desperately difficult to treat, isn't dreadful. it? Dreadful. And everybody should avoid going to A&E and it's a dreadful, dreadful place to end up. And it, 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 they're totally overwhelmed. And if you have chronic pain, go to your GP if it's not being managed right. But the message of don't go to your A&E is not always right. And the people who hear that are always the ones that ought to go. Um, you know, the ones that kind of think, no, no, I'll manage this at home. So if you have chronic pain, maybe from back and all of a sudden you have a new symptom like numbness or can't move a leg. Oh, my God, go to A&E. But the rest of the time, yeah, go down to your GP first, see if you can get more medication, see if you can get more help, go to a pain specialist. But um See, I find that very hard to judge. I have a, a, a lifetime history of thinking, sure, that's nothing. And then being told I was about to fall off. It's looking yeah. at doctor. And so then it's thinking like well, about when you when you go and talk about your pain, talk about what are the red flags for your pain. So if you have sciatica and um, be told if you have numbness down below or if you're dragging a leg, yeah, then go to any so that you'd have a few things in your head that these are things that are totally valid to go to any for uh, uh, text in asking, um, I have been experiencing massive exhaustion. I don't go out much and I go to bed early, but it persists. What can I do? Well, first of all, uh, maybe get all your bloods done to make sure you're not hypothyroid or um, anemic. Um, maybe then have to think about how is your mood? Is this all, is this that you are exhausted because you're down, you're overworked, you're overstressed? Uh, is your sleep quality all right? Um, do you find people are resistant when if you suggest a psychological route for a physiological problem. Do they want to get it back into the realm of, of being the body rather than the mind? Um, sometimes, but I think it's better to be sure that you're excluding the body first before you be suggesting the mind. Um, because you can't just jump and say everybody's depressed because quite often there would be a reason behind it. There's nothing wrong with discovering you depressed rather than some awful condition either. Um, you know, it is also a condition. A lot of questions about the drug for obesity and, yeah, and uh, its availability. Do we know how long it's on patent for? Is it only at, is it in its early days? Is it another 13 years before generics hit the market? There is other better ones even coming. <laughs> well, on that happy note, yeah. Eleanor, thank you so much. That is our resident GP, uh, Eleanor Galvin. And if you want to hunt her down, you can uh, get her at uh, Rathfarnham GP on Twitter. Yeah, or familydoctors.ie. Or familydoctors.ie. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.